This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, great to be with you. As the uh, intro mentioned, we're sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. we got a new president, Eric Hogue, who we'll have on the show uh, eventually in the coming weeks. He's got a lot on his plate right now as he's taking over the mantle of the captain over at Colorado Christian University. You know, CCU is a university on a mission, a university with a deep commitment to Jesus Christ and the teachings of the Bible. CCU, just think about this. Think about all the challenges our culture is facing, and think about the fact that we are launching accountants, business leaders, counselors, pastors, teachers, musicians, communications experts, engineers, so much more, 200-degree options. All these brilliant, young, Christian, conservative minds going out into the culture to change things. They're lights. They're bright, beaming lights. And they're brilliant, and they're committed to faith, and they're changing our culture from the inside out. The College of Undergraduate Studies is home to more than 1,500 traditional undergraduate students. These are students living on campus, having the kind of traditional college experience. And then we have over 8,000 adult learners worldwide, more than 90% of those students completing their degrees entirely online. So if you're like me, you got kids, you got a career, you're busy, but you wanted that next step, you wanted something to open that door for you, ccu.edu will open those kind of new opportunities. It's a great school committed to Christ, the conservative worldview. We are not moving. We are standing on the rock. So go visit CCU. Edu. All right, I want to give a, a little bit of a disclaimer. If you're tuning in for the first time, the content discussed on this week's show deals with sensitive issues of child sexual abuse online. We strongly encourage listener discretion. We're talking with Teresa Sidebotham, who assists organizations in the U.S. and internationally with a special focus on employment law, religious and nonprofit law, and child safety. She advises on numerous misconduct investigations. She's the founder of Telios Law. You can go to teliaslaw.com to learn more about her. We're talking about the use of AI to generate child pornography and the policy issues around that. A real quick question on this, Teresa. Do you, do you think this is bipartisan? Do you think it's one of those few issues, please, for the love of God, that uh, no one's going to be pushing back on either side, and either on the kind of freedom libertarian side or on the kind of sexual uh, licentiousness side that, that everyone would go, this is unacceptable. It should pass unanimously. Any restrictions on this should pass unanimously in the House and Senate and be signed by the executive. Uh, do you get that sense on this issue? I would certainly hope so, Jeff. I mean, everyone cares about their kids, Republican or Democrat, and you know, wants to protect kids. So you know the politics better than I do, but my hunch would be the only groups pushing back would be quite extreme fringe groups that, that have uh, some kind of sexual agenda themselves. But this, this should be bipartisan, and the current child sex abuse laws we have are bipartisan. Do you think you can separate child pornography from just general adult pornography in the sense of uh, its impact um, on a person's soul, on their uh, sexual habits, those types of things. Uh, 
I, obviously, there's a legal distinction, right? You're not going to go to prison. Right. But I think those of us that um, – for, for consuming adult pornography. But uh, for those of us that care about the human heart, the human soul, and you're seeing conservatives kind of rise up and say, no, 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 there needs to be age restrictions on pornography. Uh, a lot of these uh, pornography organizations are deeply harmful to the people involved, but also to the consumer involved. Uh, do you think it's important for Christians to speak into the, the use of pornography broadly? Well, I do, for several reasons. One is, it's certainly not conducive to having the kind of pure heart and holy life that we're called to. There's a lot of research that it's destructive to marriage relationships, destructive to sexuality, you know, in, in some countries, we've got disturbing reports that people are becoming incapable of actual, real-life sexual relationships because of addictions to porn. So, you know, psychologically, spiritually, that's all very disturbing, and, you know, we should be fighting it. In terms of the comparison to child porn, you know, it's it's like different kinds of poisons. You know, there's some poisons that make you pretty sick and don't kill you instantly, and then there's others that, you know, you're dead. So degrees of evil, I, I, I think you can probably speak to that. And a lot of, you know, there's there may not be a, a bipartisan or cross-faith willingness to fight porn, or there might be, but there should be much more willingness to fight child sex abuse materials. And and incidentally, I think the feminists are starting to speak out more about porn. You know, there's a growing realization that a lot of porn is just intensely exploitive of, of whoever's in it. And you've, you've had different—so there's different waves of feminism. There's kind of early wave feminism, which was the notion that uh, we want equal rights when it comes to employment opportunities, voting— those types of things. And I think almost everybody agreed with that. Right. Um, but then you have second, third wave feminism, which was uh, really moving out of uh, families, uh, separating sexual identity out of procreation and uh, creating healthy and strong families. I want to live a sexually free life. That's not just to women, that's to men as well. But uh, I, I think it's important for Christians to speak into, I mean, Teresa, obviously you've had family, you've had children, you built a successful career. Um, my wife would often say, you can't have it, you can have it all, you just can't have it all at the exact same time, um, right. right? You know, you need to make sacrifices. You need to spend time with your kids when they're young. Um, you can have careers later or have your career now, but make sure you take time to build a family later if that's what you want. Um, but I, I guess, you know, the notion of pornography kind of jumping on this idea of just sexual liberation, uh, that I am free to do what I want to do with my body has not led to, I think, the results that we want in this nation. Um, that people are depressed. Uh, record suicides taking place in this nation. It has not given us what it promised. And the role of, of Christians, especially Christian women like Teresa Seibotham, speaking into the formation of the family, the importance of the family, and, and, the, and abiding by the teachings of the Bible— is critical. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. You know, we look at sexual liberation, and we've had a generation or two, and I'm kind of like, yeah, how's that working for you? It, you know, because, it, and, and you watch, 
you watch the young women, the ones who are living with their boyfriends, and somebody gets engaged, gets married, and everybody's clustering all excited. Oh, it's it's happening. Oh, you're going to start a family. I mean, deep down in our souls, we know what's important. We know that commitment to one spouse and happily ever after is really what we want. Um, but we've set things up in a way that makes it almost impossible to get it. So that's why my heart breaks for the young people who don't understand it and the ones who you know, are solid faith background, who are waiting to marriage, who are committing. I mean, they're happier. The, the women in this country, and this is research-based, and, and you had the sensitivity warning, the women in this country who are most sexually fulfilled are religious women in monogamous relationships. That's right. That's right. It's a, and there's lots of studies. About Brad Wilcox, who's been a regular at the Centennial Institute of Colorado Christian University on marriage studies, shows that people are just happier in married relationships. It's yeah, ju- there's and, just, and the men live longer. Right, right. That's true. <laughs> um, you've worked with a lot of organizations. You've done research um, into these organizations on uh, sexual issues. Um, in your experience, what are lessons learned that you've pulled out of your research into particularly ministries as they relate to sexual issues? Well, one huge lesson learned, and, and this is good news for everybody, we've been talking about depressing stuff, but the good news is that child safeguarding actually works. Hmm. I mean, it isn't just, a, oh, well, we're going to do this because we can't think of anything better to do. No, it, it really works. So any ministry, any church, any school, any mission, um, they need to have policies, screening, prevention, training in place, um, and they need to keep upgrading that, you know, like every year or two. But the good news is, is when they get it in place, it actually works in the incidence of, of child abuse plummets. And in terms of what we've been talking about, if children and parents get trained at their church or in Christian settings, you know, then they have the knowledge to take into other settings. And this is not a topic for today, but child sexual abuse in the public schools is horrendous, and you know, kids need protections there that they're not getting. So parents should be asking their churches and other ministries, what are you doing? So great resources, ecap.net, the Evangelical Council for Abuse Prevention, that's a fantastic resource for ministries and parents alike. Um, our Telius Law, we do a monthly Telius tip for ministries, and our TeliusTeaches.com, we have child protection training there for ministries. Um, and you can even get a free segment for volunteers on the on the ECAP website. Uh, but ministries can subscribe and do child protection training, sexual harassment training, and other training. And we, you know, the point of doing this is to honor God. That's right. You know, caring for people and keeping them safe. That is the gospel. That's not a sideline from the gospel. We're talking with Teresa Sidebotham, who assists organizations in the U.S. and internationally with a special focus on child safety. We're up against a commercial break. We're going to continue this conversation when we come back. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University.